Hey everybody and welcome to another of these Solve This Murder Archive episodes. This is part two of the disappearance of Mr. Davenheim, which was the very first public domain short story, Agatha Christie, that we did. Uh, it was the second time we had tried doing a Solve This Murder, and I will prep you for this second part. I'm not good at it. I, I haven't, I know I used to, I'm, I know I, it took me a long time to get even passable at solving murders, but this is really, this is, <laughs> hey, look, maybe you'll love it. Maybe I'm not that bad. Maybe it's just me listening back to it and thinking, come on, man, you could solve this. But, or maybe it's an incredibly tough murder mystery. Some of these Christies we've done are very convoluted and very tough. So you, you can decide, give me a judgment call as to whether I was bad or whether I was fine. Uh, I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to the first part, or this part won't make any sense. Uh, all right. Enjoy Davenheim Part 2. We ended on a... I don't even... Not a cliffhanger. Well, maybe a cliffhanger. A lake, lake dredger. A lake dredger. Something has come out of the lake. If you haven't listened to Part 1, go back and listen to Part 1, because think will make more sense um we're gonna kick right off i'm gonna do a little bit of a recap of what we know and then we're gonna jump right in now danny please correct me if anything i say is incorrect i'm well ready for that i'm just looking at i'm just looking at my notes so mr danny davenheim has gone missing he left on a saturday afternoon left his country estate clutterbuck uh and said Oh, I'm off to deliver some mail. A few letters here and there. I'm still stuck trying to remember if Danny Davenheim was the husband or the wife. Yeah, Wasn't there true. a David Davenheim? Yeah, okay, he's probably David Davenheim. David, Daven- David Davenheim left, hasn't been seen since. It's now Tuesday or maybe even Wednesday because I've been investigating for so long. Mm-hmm. Went to the house, talked to his wife, gardener, and maid. His wife said, He's a lovely businessman. I don't see him much. He came into town at 12.40, 5.30 he left, he said, a friend of mine will come round. And then a friend of his did come round 15 minutes later. She let him in as per his request. Mr. Lowen, who went to the study, stayed for about an hour and then left. Now the maid said, oh, when he was here, he went to check out some rosebuds. Also, I don't know him. Wife also doesn't know him. The gardener said a man did check the rosebuds. Around the time he left, which sort of fits into the thing, into the whole kind of time frame, talked to Mr. Lowen. He just said, I was just there to discuss business because I'm an investor and I've had some kind of business clashes with Davenheim in the past. We were there to sort one out. Other than that, his timeline fits together. But uh, from that study, somewhere before Monday, a safe was broken into and jewels were stolen. So Mm -hmm. Lowen's at the moment looking like he's on the hook for that. Talked to Salmon, but I didn't well, really because he wasn't there. He's in Manchester doing some lending as a finance man. And instead, I spoke to his young, tiny boy in a lab coat, <laughs> Mr. Frink, who said, Oh, M- Mr. Salmon's not here, but business is all pretty good. Also, Davenheim was in Argentina a year ago. That's what I know so far. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Jap was dredging the lake looking for clues and he's found something. So I put on my little hat and I put on my coat and I ran to the police station. Excellent. And now I would like to talk to Jap. Hello, old friend. (laughs) I say, Jap, Jap, what is it you have found, mon ami? Well, 
You're gonna be pretty interested in our work. Now, okay, we didn't find a body. Oh. Oh. Hey. I was um, disappointed. Hey, hey, hey. I find myself with, uh, how you say, disappointment. Please continue, you poor excuse for a police officer. We didn't find the body, but we did find Davenheim's clothes that he was wearing on Saturday. That uh, strikes me as, how you say, peculiar. Mm. His clothes. His clothes. All of them? Potentially. (laughs) I mean. It seems that way. It seems so. It looks like a full suit. That is very strange. Anything in the clothes and in, in the pockets, in the in the gockets, in the lockets? Nothing particularly suspicious. Now, listeners, you may remember I have a theory that Lowen is Davenheim and Davenheim is Lowen. Right, which... <laughs> it makes no sense. Honestly, I would assume that a wife could recognise her husband, but... She hates him. Did you get that impression? No, just they don't spend much time together. Yeah. But it's the 20s. No one spent time with their spouses. Um, That's interesting. So his clothes are missing. So we're looking for a naked man. That's really strange. And this was found uh, for people who aren't following. Uh, This is the lake that is on the property, on the estate. It's part of the garden. Did I ever check out that boathouse? I did. There was nothing in there. You had a bit of a look, yeah. Should I go back? You're welcome to. It's right here. Oh, of course. I thought I was at the police station. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome to. It's right there. <laughs> um, okay. I'm just looking to see if maybe, like, it feels like if he, if the clothes are in the lake, but not the body, mm. then either the body is dead and buried somewhere, okay, under the rose bushes, I have no idea. Or uh, he used the boathouse as, like, a place to get changed and to, because near the boathouse was another way down to town, wasn't there? Another way out of Yes, there. that was So he may have path. gone that way. So... Uh, should I go down that path? I never really looked down that path. Was that's there true, that just... you didn't. Okay, before I do that, is there anything in this boathouse that's like, looks like a place where things were stashed? Maybe he had a different outfit hidden in the boathouse that he put on and then left. Uh, look, as far as you've been told by the gardener, etc., this boathouse hasn't seen much use lately. Like... Look, if there is one thing I know about Poirot, scrounging around for clues hidden in the ground is not really the way I'm going <laughs> to solve this mystery. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's a small building. Anyone could have just put anything in okay. there. I go down the path. Is there anything interesting about the pathway? Where does it lead? Where does it go via? So eventually you do pass out a small gate and yeah. end up on this nice little scenic tree-lined route and you come across an old building. Oh, what is the building? You enter it and inside you this find Davenheim. what you recognize as a lime kiln. A lime kiln? A lime kiln. Is that a kiln made of lime or to heat lime? You know what? It probably would have behooved me to To Google Google what it is. (laughs) Should I do so? Yeah, okay. Take a Google break. Bung, 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 bung. Whoa, lime kilns are big nowadays. Ooh, what is a lime kiln? A lime kiln, according to Wikipedia, is a kiln used for the calcination of limestone to produce the form of lime called quicklime. Uh, It takes place at 900 degrees Celsius. Interesting. Mm. What's that in Fahrenheit? Uh, 1,650. Okay. And what's quicklime? This is all important to the murder investigation. Or the missing persons investigation. Uh, It is a caustic substance. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right. So I found a lime kiln. 
Yes. Now, a little thing that you happen to know. Is that there's murder most foul in Lime Town. What you googling? I'm still reading about uh, Lime Kilns. Now, what you know about this kind of 1920s, possibly even slightly earlier era Lime Kiln, is that the temperatures that they reach are so excessively high. They can burn... Bodies. Almost anything. Roses. Perhaps. <laughs> so they could burn almost anything at those temperatures. Well, you know, anything that burns at a normal temperature, not like... Can't melt steel beams. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably not intense metal alloys. Okay. Um, If I open the kiln mm-hmm. and look inside, mm-hmm. is there anything damning in there? Is it full of jewels? No. It's full of human teeth? No. Is it full of fillings and rings from the dead body? This is way too graphic for an Agatha Christie novel. I honestly don't know enough about lime kilns to know if it's an open it up and look inside sort of device. Okay, The pictures some... that I'm getting on Wikipedia are of things that look like refinery factories. Okay. I'm guessing that's not what this is. So, so I honestly can't answer you there. So really, I know that there exists the possibility for burning, but I can't really look inside to see if there's stuff that's been burned. Mm. And again, that's not really the kind of M.O. for Poirot. Indeed. Okay, 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 okay. okay. That feels important, but I don't know why. Mm. Anything else down the road? That's kind of it. And then you end up on your way to the village. Okay, um, let me just make some notes. I haven't been making notes. Um, Clothes in lake, kiln on path. That's all I know. Okay, let's... Of the stories that I have heard so far about what's happened, does anything not make sense? Because it felt to me like everything sort of fit fairly well, right? So, like, all I know from Lowen, the only... What did Lowen tell me? Lowen told me about his timetable. I got in there at... I got off the train right about, you know, just before I came in. Have I checked the train timetables to see if there could be a train that he took in at about five? Because he said he got off the train and went straight up to the, to the estate. Have I checked to see whether that was doable? Uh, Jap has looked into all of those train things for you and confirms that they are plausible. Okay, so plausibly, he came in, he went straight up. He denied going to the Roses at first. Or rather, he never denied it, but he didn't supply that information. Mm. He said he stayed inside the whole time. When I said, did you go out to the Roses? He was like, oh yeah, Roses. Loved him. But other than that, he didn't really say anything about the day-to-day. He did say that he had had business with Davenheim. Not in the same business. The business had sort of clashed beforehand, which doesn't really fit. No, it does. And the wife said that all of his business all went well, that he hadn't... I don't know, she seemed to imply that he hadn't had business troubles. and that he had, you know, Whereas Lowen's story seems to imply there's some, been some troubles with business in the past. True, I suppose we don't much know about the timeline of these things. And also if he's involved, I mean, the wife said she didn't know him, but she also said that she just doesn't get involved in her husband's business life. Mm. So it makes sense that she doesn't know him. She said she didn't recognise him, which is fine. Did he recognise, I didn't ask him if he recognised her, but he said he hadn't been here before. Mm-hmm. So that would make sense if, he doesn't, if they don't recognise each other. The maid also said she didn't recognise him. Their descriptions generally matched. The maids and tall, the... dark, and unhandsome. Exactly. Everything. Am I missing something here? Does this is there something that I've learnt so far that doesn't 
match, do you think? No, not at all. I would just say that when you're looking for means, motive and opportunity, you may have edged a little bit closer in one direction. And so maybe you need to redirect your questioning based on that. What do I have in terms of means, motive, opportunity? Motive? I've got no motive. No, that's still definitely what you need to figure out. I don't really have opportunity either, do I? All means. I don't even know what's happened. I just know that his clothes are in a lake, but he's not. Have you forgotten the other thing you just found? That there's a kiln. Yeah. In which a person could get burned away. Yes. Yeah, that does imply that he's dead. Why wouldn't they just burn the clothes as well, though? Interesting. Why would you burn a person and not their clothes? That doesn't really make much sense to me. Is there anything interesting about the clothes themselves? Are they full of jewels? No. Why would you burn a person and not their clothes? What else would you burn if not a person? Perhaps if it's an expensive suit, the clothes have, like, fancy buttons on them that wouldn't melt down. So it would leave traces. That's true, it would. Whereas a person, they'd just burn. Hmm. And I feel like if you find a bunch of bone calcium in a lime kiln, <laughs> no one's going to know. It's a, it's a lime kiln. Burns calcium. Like, that's, that's kind of what it does. It has calcium hmm. floating around. Lime is calcium, isn't it? Calcium yeah, trioxide? Cal- I think it was just calcium oxide. Calcium oxide? C-A-O-2? Oh, C-A-O? Okay, so... So we think that the method... I don't know the method of the killing. We know that they disposed of the body this way. And he never really made it to... Let's, okay, let's assume he was going to deliver letters. But he didn't get those letters to town, which means he never made it to town. Which makes sense if we consider the fact that his clothes were found in the lake. You wouldn't kill him, then bring his clothes back to the lake, and then put them in the lake for some reason. That would, that would be weird. If you killed him in town, you'd dispose of the body... Or the clothes, at least, somewhere. I don't know. It feels like you would. So I think he never made it to town. Sure. The gardener is a bit sketchy. But he seemed to like Mr. Dan. They talked a lot by both the gardener's account and the maid's account. They seemed to, you know, they would talk about the roses and stuff. The gardener said he was in the cucumber patch mm-hmm. when he saw someone going to where the roses were. Yes. Is that possible? It seems to be. It is a reasonable distance, but you'd be surprised if you couldn't see anyone. And how close are the, is the rose area to the lake? It's a, it's quite a distance. Okay. The maid was cleaning the windows in the bedrooms mm-hmm. when she saw that he was outside. Mm-hmm. That makes sense as well, doesn't it? The, the Like the windows oversee where the roses are. Some of them. At least one of the bedrooms would, yeah. Cool. So that's not a, that's not a bald-faced lie. No. Is Jap really a police officer? <laughs> um, Salmon's in Manchester, but he wasn't rec- when this happened. I feel like there has to be something tied up with this business. But I don't get it, because I kind of don't understand what their business is. They just <laughs> do financials. Yeah. Right? So so it's so vague that I can't really pinpoint things that could be weird about it. Hmm. What do the Lehman brothers do? Bank. Cool. That's what these guys do. <laughs> I go to the gardener. All right. And I say, Monsieur Gardener. I don't know the French word for gardener. Mm. Horticulture. <laughs> uh, did you see anyone by the lake? I don't remember on any Saturday. of these voices. Uh, his voice was this. 
Yes, welcome. I am gardener. I dig many holes. I put plants inside. Plants grow. That is what I do. I eat cucumber. I look at rolls. I grow rolls. Hmm. Sometimes I smell rolls. <laughs> you have to stop and smell roses sometimes. This is what they say in Russia. Gotcha. That was the voice. I, th- I thought it was a bit weird as a, as a choice, but that's what you chose. Hmm. All right. Let's just make this up and hope it ends up somewhat similar. Uh, by the lake, you say. I do say by the lake. Say I. Uh, oh, I don't spend too much time around there. Not that much gardening to do by the lake, you see. But... No, not on the Saturday. Not at all. What about on the Sunday? Well, on the Sunday, as usual, the missus came down to have a bit of a snap at me. About what? Oh, she's she's a mad woman. Uh, about uh, poison ivy. Poison ivy? Ridiculous. There's too much? There's not enough? Oh, she thinks that I'm not doing enough to get rid of it. But she's she's out of her mind. There's no poison ivy here. Where did she say the poison ivy was? What does she think is poison ivy? Oh, she couldn't point it out. She doesn't know one end of the garden to the other. She couldn't point out grass if you asked her. But... Objection! Yes, she could. But the master keeps coming in with rashes and... Rashes? Hold on a second. This is new information. What kinds of rashes? Oh, I don't know. Just on the cheek and such. (gasps) I don't pay too much attention to his rashes. Look at my hands. Look how cut up they are. Think I need to worry too hard about someone else's rashes? Some rich boy in his fancy house getting rashes Mm. from poison ivy. Poison ivy. So, but you said there's no poison ivy. Absolutely not. Think I don't recognize poison ivy? We got none of it here. Well, you've had poison ivy in your hands for this entire conversation. <laughs> well, what? What? Oh no. Um. Okay. Lovely. Thank you, Mister Gardener. Yeah, hey, you're you're welcome. Also, your master has been burned and murdered. His clothes were in the lake, and his body burnt in the kiln. Jeez. Do you know anything about the kiln on the road? Uh no, I don't know such thing. Okay. And just one more question. Don't leave town. <laughs> uh, okay, so I was there. I was in Colombo and you were doing glass cannon. It's all good. Um, okay, 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 okay. Thank you, Mr. Gardner. I'm going to talk to that mm, wife again. All right. Danny Davenport. Danny Davenheim. Let's do it. Hello, sir. Voices happen. This is, yeah, this is the voice now. This is the wife. Your husband. He uh, seemed to arrive home many times with, uh, how you say, uh, the pink discoloration, the, uh, the itchy discoloration on, on, his, uh, on his person. Oh, yes, I suppose so. He complained about it often. As uh, I do not know the word for rash, but I do know the word <laughs> discoloration. discoloration. <laughs> yes, look, I, I can't say I took too close a look at it, but my goodness, he has had to buy some very expensive anti-rash lotion. Interesting. And you say this was due to poison ivy. Mm. But the gardener claims there was no poison ivy. And is not. And never shall be. Well, of course he wouldn't. He's the gardener. It would be a fireable offence if he were too lazy or incompetent to recognise the poison ivy. So he's going to lie and say there isn't any. But my husband walks around the garden and comes back complaining of a rash. That's poison ivy. Interesting. Now, madame... Madame, does your husband have any allergies? 
No, of course not. What kind of a sensible man has allergies? Your husband? Look, he agrees it's poison ivy. <laughs> He's a well-traveled man. He's encountered these sorts of things. Oh, has he? Interesting. Interesting. So the husband had... Uh, excuse me while I make uh, un soliloquie. That's French. Un soliloquie. Soliloquie. Petite. Un soliloquie petite. So... He has a rash. Now, the gardener says not that there's no poison ivy. Now, I'm going to assume the gardener is correct here. He's not lying to me about a lack of poison ivy to save his job from the... I, okay, that's too far-fetched. I'm going to say there is no poison ivy. Or is there poison ivy but not on the grounds? Like, is the poison ivy indicative of him travelling somewhere on his walks around the garden, he said with inverted quotation marks, inverted <laughs> commas, um... But it's actually him going somewhere else. Have I se- have, Is there any poison ivy that I've seen? As a connoisseur of <laughs> ivy poison. Uh, none of the places, the few places. Nowhere between here, the village, and the police station. Okay, okay. And Mr. Lowen's house, have you seen um, poison okay, ivy? Okay, so, so, so there's no poison ivy. So what is he getting a rash from? What else could give you a rash other than something you're allergic to? Mm. But then his wife says he doesn't have allergies and... And he was definitely claiming it was poison ivy on the basis of I've seen these things before. He's seen it before when he was being poisoned? Probably not. That would make any sense. I don't think poison ivy is literal poison. Hey, get out of my soliloquy. <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. You've just left me standing here. I'm quite confused. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the process of a good detective. Have you made any progress whatsoever? One would think that in a two-part episode of a podcast special, one would make a lot of progress. One would think. I have not, but one would think. Her eyebrows are raised very high. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh no! (laughs) They fly. The eyebrows, they fly. (laughs) They are so nice, they fly away. What um, was that? That was Chef Matthias. Yeah. A Auntie Donna. It was Auntie Donna. Is this, is this oh what is it? Is, this a, is it a souffle? It's just a light. It floats away. Goodbye, little souffle. Um sorry, I apologize. Um Okay, so this feels like important information. Okay, people at home, what am I missing? Tell me. Shout it. Shout it now at your podcatcher of choice. So I can figure out this mystery. It might, like, it might not necessarily be that you're missing something exactly. There are just more questions that you could ask. This is a story; it unfolds. How often? How often is he rashy? Every time he walks through the garden? Oh, I wouldn't have called it a perfect one-to-one ratio. I suppose just he walks around the garden a lot, and a lot lately he's been complaining about this rash. Lately. Only is this only a recent occurrence? This rash? Oh, months. Maybe it's a stress thing. Stress rash. Because business is failing, which is why oh. he's talking to Mister Lowen. Goodness. And why sakes. he is? Yeah. Okay. The business clearly isn't failing. I've told you, my husband keeps me in quite good condition, shall we say? Yeah, but that's because he doesn't want to let you know the business is failing. Oh. He's taking out loans. Oh. It's been fine for several years now. It's been doing fantastically. It's only been getting better. And before that? 
Before that, things were modest. They were more normal, but... What changed? I started receiving more presents. <laughs> Aren't you terrible? <laughs> um, like what? What were you receiving? Or jewellery? Yes. Jewellery that he stole as a jewel thief. <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just they saying. They were all in proper jewellery store boxes. Okay. Okay, so he's laundering money through jewel. This is a soliloquy. You can't react. It's a soliloquy. All right. Ugh. What am I missing? This is two parts just because I can't think of anything. Um, why aren't I as good a detective as Hercule Poirot? Okay. So what are you trying to find? I don't that- know. This is my problem. I've got no idea what I'm looking for. I know that a body exists, and I have no idea why, how, who, when, where, or what. I've got nothing. I just know, and I don't even know that the body exists. I'm assuming that his clothes are there, so his body's probably in the kiln. I've got no idea. The jewels are missing, and I have no idea where the jewels are. I know there's people who went to roses. Can I go, is there anything about this rose? It's just roses. So they were out in the garden. Does Lowen have a rash? Did Lowen have a rash when I saw him? Not that you noticed. Why does he have a rash? There's no poison ivy. I've got no idea. I am so lost. I don't even think. I don't even know if there's a crime. <laughs> That's how lost I am. All right. So, what I think you need to do is talk to people about. Well, first of all, potential motives, but yeah, include them a bit more in what you're doing. You can, don't tackle this solo. You gotta like figure out like maybe instead of the gardener, hey. Well, you know about the maid's business and that sort of thing. Did she hate Mr. Davenheim secretly? That sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I suppose. Alternatively, just tell others what you have discovered so far. Because at the moment, the only person you, the only thing you've said to anyone is, "Hey, Gardner, murder." <laughs> um. Okay. I keep. I ask the wife. I don't know. Does it? Did anybody want your husband dead? I should hardly have thought so i mean i don't have a great idea of how the business world works would anyone possibly be so cutthroat yes oh well he has been doing awfully well i suppose i can't dismiss the idea that it's at someone's expense exactly Mm. you've never seen mr lowen before no what about your maid? What do you know about your maid? I, I don't have any questions. Like, I I don't have any questions. This is why I haven't asked them before. Because literally I don't have anything other than like, well, what do you think about people? What do you think about your maid? Is she a good maid? She's a very competent girl. Perhaps a bit around when one mightn't want her to be. Or where one mightn't want her to be, but... Whereabouts? Bedrooms? Spying? I'd rather not go into detail. Your husband's life could depend on it. He's already dead. Don't tell. Well, yes, I mean, it's it's very typical behaviour of these sorts of workers. Sometimes they seem to get a little too much pleasure listening at doors, say. Interesting. I wonder if she's overheard anything. Hmm. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go talk to your mate. See ya. Get out of here. <laughs> I wonder what that could be about. Nothing. Get out of here. Go away. You called? 
I'm the maid. I understand, guys. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. I don't know how well this comes across over audio. I'm trying to make my facial expressions quite different to match the different characters, but... Uh, what do you know about the... Do you think there's anyone who didn't like Mr. Davenheim? Oh, I should have thought he was an agreeable enough sort of person. I... He wasn't the sort to argue. No, you don't. You don't overhear him arguing with his wife or with anyone else over the phone. Phone, nineteen twenty-three. Yeah, yeah phone. <laughs> Certainly wouldn't argue with each other in public. Well, <laughs> I'm not talking about in public. Well, behind some closed doors. I'm sure I wouldn't. I'm sure I wouldn't know. Oh, you know that's that's. That's disappointing, you know, if someone, some enterprising young person had some information that they'd overheard and would tell the... Well, that could only be seen as a good thing with possible rewards related to it. But if you've never overheard anything like that... Well, look, they don't communicate a good deal. I mean, he's out for work in town so much of the week. They don't see each other hugely. But you would think that that would mean more reunions, wouldn't you? Yeah. Happy weekend. I can't think of an appropriate word. Yep, I understand. But... But they barely talk? And there must be something else wrong. Because it's just me and the gardener has his own quarters. And the two of them in this house. No kids. No, no kids. Yep. So that's three bedrooms, but for the last months, I've been making up four. Ooh. Have you ever seen a full, an extra person? No, definitely not. I would have noticed that. Which room are you making up? Just one of the guest rooms. Oh, they must be sleeping apart. That's what I'm getting at. Well, they didn't like each other. What do you think? What about the gardener? What do you know about the gardener? We don't talk a huge amount. I don't really know much about flowers and such. Have you ever got a rash from walking around the garden? I don't think so. Interesting. Do you often walk around the garden? Not much, no. Damn. That doesn't even matter. Yeah, my duties tend to leave me housebound and occasionally wandering into town, but mostly in the house. Mm. I mean, do I just go and ask her about it? You can. I'll go find the wife again. Mm Mm-hmm. Haven't we seen enough of each other this week? Ah, you say that like I am your husband. Excuse me? It seems you two uh, haven't been getting along. Sleeping in different beds? Rooms? Beds? Rooms? He doesn't want to pass his rash on to me. Oh, his syphilis. I see. There, like I said, our, we, our marriage is stronger than ever. Well, then it must have been pretty weak when it started. Don't insult me. I'll insult whoever I want, madam. A man might be dead. Would, would, would a husband who doesn't love his wife have given her this? And she just shoves a huge wedding ring in your face. Oh, I look at it. It's a wedding ring. Looks pretty nice, I suppose. And he has one just like it. <gasps> Do I find that in the lake? No. I find it in the kiln? No. Do I look for it in the kiln? Again, I don't know enough about how kilns work. Have I seen that anywhere? That ring? If I cast my mind's eye back, 
Was Lowen wearing one? Uh, let's say no. Was the maid? No. Was the gardener? Was Jap? <laughs> Where am I? Am I wearing it? Was Fink? <laughs> but no, you did not find such a ring. It is kind of a distinctive ring. Uh, with those clothes in the lake. <laughs> what do I do? I don't know anything. I've been doing this for hours and I don't know anything. Talk to her. About what? Um, uh, why, how long have you not been sleeping with your husband? Well, since he had his rash. Um, uh, uh, um, when did he give you that ring? Is it recent? Well, of course not. It's our wedding ring. We've been married for quite some time. But I thought you said he couldn't get you nice, big, cool gifts until recently when business picked up. Well, of course, but a wedding ring, that's a bit of a special exception. How did he, how did he save up enough money for that? I thought business wasn't good. Like, it wasn't not good. I didn't say ask her, I said talk to her. About what? How are you? How's your day? Well, I'm a bit concerned about my missing husband. He's dead. What? Yeah, his body was... Clothes were found in the lake. I'm sorry? His clothes Wait, were found no, in the whoa, lake. slow down. What? Yeah, uh, Jap fished his clothes out of the lake. Was... But he wasn't there? No, he wasn't there. He's probably dead, though. Why? Why? How? How can you assume that? He might just have... Might be just naked somewhere. Well, I was going to say have taken another suit, but all of his suits are where they're supposed to be. Uh, what, how? Surely a body would be found, not just clothes. Well, you would think so, but there is that lime kiln. Lime kiln? Lime kiln. There's a kiln on the road, the side of your estate. You can go down, burn some stuff in it, lime kiln. Oh, are you talking about... The back road near the boathouse. Yeah, yeah. I never walked down there. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, surely. No, you're right. Uh, surely, um, sorry, I need a moment to gather my thoughts. This might be the wrong time, but just because we've been talking about it, it's on my mind. I don't suppose the police could search the lime kiln to find if his ring is there because if it is well that would be proof but a lime kiln wouldn't melt a ring such as this would it no it wouldn't and we would like to search it but we don't know what a lime kiln really looks like so we don't know if that search is possible (laughs) i'm gonna assume that something can be officially torn apart you just can't necessarily open a little door and stick your head in well then in that case yes i'll get the police to look all right the police go into that and some amount of time passes and you can come back and inform Mrs. Davenheim that no such ring was found in there. However, the kiln does appear to have been used recently. Interesting. But the ring was not found, Lady Davenheim. So, either it wasn't used for that purpose. Or they took his ring. So we just have to search for the ring. We can do that. What, search every house in town for the ring? Is there a local jeweller? There is not a local jeweller. What there is is a local pawn shop. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's go to the pawn shop. All right, you can do so. I go to the pawn shop and I say, Bonjour, mon ami. Je m'appelle Lafayette. The Lancelot of the Revolutionary Set. I go to the pawn shop and I open the door. Presumably a little bell rings. Yeah, sure. And I say, 
There's a man behind the counter. Raises his eyebrows at you. Everyone's in an eyebrow raising mood. I say bonjour. Bonjour, mon ami. Oh. Mainlanders. Je m'appelle Hercule Poirot. And I am looking for something special for the lovely lady in my life. I wish to get married. Okay, good for you. Do you have anything in the store that could... Uh, Sorry, be... don't, don't have any women's rings. Oh, ah, uh, but you misunderstand. My lady, uh, we on the continent say, has, uh, how you say, the hands of a man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything that would fit a large man-like hands? Jeez, um, this is a weird request, but whatever. You insult me, sir. <laughs> he goes through and he pulls out a small, uh, I want to say like rack almost. Yeah, like a rack. Of various rings. Now, having memorized mm-hmm. with my eidetic memory yep, what sure. the wife's ring looked mm. like, do I see his ring there? You do. <gasps> I do. Mm-hmm. I say, oh, mon ami, what a beautiful ring. Mon dieu, what a beautiful ring. Uh, I would love to know where you got this ring. I could perhaps get another one for myself. I don't think so. I don't really tend to just give away the identities of my sellers. Oh, but That's he could weird. sell more rings. It would be good for him and good for you and good for me and good for us. Look, usually the people who come in here selling their rings aren't in a position to be forming their own lucrative businesses. Well. Why are you lying to this I man? I don't know, for fun. Well, okay. <laughs> Jap! And Jap comes in. <laughs> this is a police investigation for God's sake, tell him what he wants to know. Exactly, mon ami. Oh, okay. So you want to know where I got it? Yes. Oh, it was um, it was a man named uh, Billy Kellett. Uh, could yes. you spell that for me, please? Billy Kellett. Yeah. Billy. It's not one word. Billy. Uh huh. Kellett. How do you spell Kellett? K e k e l l l e t t t t t. Uh, do you know, is he a local? Jap answers that one. Just... <laughs> uh, no kidding, he is. Uh, he's. No... <laughs> so, yeah, go on. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's great. He just sounds like, oh, if anyone's local, Billy's super local. He's so local, he's never even. He's in the pawn shop right now. You That's didn't how local know he where is. I was going. <laughs> I with don't. It. Please, go on. Ah. <sighs> uh. Yeah, he's local. In fact, he can't leave the town very often because he gets hauled into jail. He's currently in jail. Has been since Saturday night. Let's go get him. Wait, since Saturday night? What time Saturday night? Oh, late. It was a... He, he, he got insanely drunk and picked a fight with a policeman. Can you believe it? Interesting. Now, uh, listeners at home, I'm going to make a call here that he did steal the ring, but he had no... But he found it like in the kiln, and he didn't kill anybody. That's my uh, that's my guess as to what's going on. Let's uh, find out. Gotcha. Uh, I'd like to go and talk to Mister Billy Kellett. All right, you go into the little local jail, and you are led to the cell, I guess. Yeah. And you are pointed at one of the men, just uh, middle aged bald dude. I say, "Hey, Mister Kellett." We need to talk about that ring that you sold to that porn person last night. 
I've been in jail since oh, yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Saturday is when you sold it. Yeah, on Saturday. Uh, well, what do you mean? What, what's up? You Who sold it. I am Hercule Poirot. I am a detective. Uh-huh. I am working with the police. Right, right. Yeah, to solve sure you are. Whatever. The murder of Mr. David D- Devenheim. Never heard of him. Yes, you have. Everybody knows David Devenheim. I've written that in my notes. Whatever. What do you want to know? You sold a ring. Yeah, I that did. Night. Had a great time with the f- profits. Yes, and then you ended up here. Well, sometimes you have a little too much fun. Oh, my boy. What is worldly pleasure when... I think I'm older than you. ...when compared to the grace of God. You must repent your sins and joy. Oh, drinking the night away when you could be reveling in praise for the Lord. Sorry. Um, Yeah, look, I've still got most of the money that I spent selling that ring. So I'm going to get out of here in like two, three days and then I'm going right back there. Unless, of course, you stay in jail. For not cooperating with a police investigation. I'm cooperating. I'm cooperating. What do you want? Where did you find the ring? Uh, oh, well, funny story. Um, so. Wait, does he have any rashes? I don't think so. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Okay, so, so the thing was, I was having a bad day at the races. Mm-hmm. Came back to town. And, you know, as you do when you have a bad day. You sit down in a ditch. <laughs> Sorry, that's what you do when you had a bad day? You just sit in ditches? Is that not what you do? I have never had a bad day in my life. So there's the side of the road and there's sort of a hedge and I was just kind of leaning against the hedge, just sort of sitting. When this man comes along the road. What man? Describe him. I don't know. Tall, dark hair. Unattractive? I don't notice these things. I wasn't looking too hard. Interesting, interesting. Now, before, as a little aside here, tall and dark hair also describes David, David Davids, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Cool. I don't know if I mentioned his height. That's true. All right, go on. So this man. Yes, the ditch man. Well, I'm the ditch man. The ditch walker. So he was walking towards the village. Mm-hmm. He looked like a mm-hmm. proper rich city type. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't seem to see me, and he was just fumbling in his pockets. I thought he was counting his cash, like like they do. <laughs> oh, one dollar, two, uh, two pounds, three pounds. Oh, I'm so wealthy. A guinea. There's a guinea in my other... Ooh, in my shoe, I found yet another pound. <laughs> and tuppence in my hat. <laughs> Go on. When suddenly he flicked his hand as though he'd found a bug in his pocket. But then I heard a clinking noise. Where it landed. He kept going. He didn't see me. But of course, I went, scurried, had a little look-see around them hedges, and found a ring. Went straight to the pawn shop, went straight to the pub. Interesting. After that, my memory's a little fuzzy. And where exactly was this ditch? Was it on the road between between Clutterbuck and town? Yes. I don't know, it just said the road. Okay, interesting, interesting. Presumably, i got to say, since I was at the races, it was between the train tr- the train station and the village. Okay, interesting. Well, yeah, I suppose it could have, been, could have dropped that ring anywhere. So it may have been when Lowen was leaving. What time was this? God, you think I know the time? It was right after you come back from the races. Sure. Do, when, do I, can I find out from Jap when the races were? Yeah, races are an all-day thing. It pretty much is just whenever you've given up, you can leave. 
uh, like it was getting dark. Getting dark. So Lowen had probably already left. Lowen had an hour. If he did the murder, he would have had an hour. He got there. He went into the study. Study door closed. And then an hour later, he came out and left. During that time, he could have opened the doors and gone out to the garden, which we know he did. That lets him get to the lake. That lets him get to the kiln if he really has to. Mm. The gardener would have left by six. Mm-hmm. Would have still had like 45 minutes to do any body murdering he needed to do. Then he leaves with the ring, drops it in a ditch to cover it so he doesn't get caught with it. Billy sells it and he's fine. Does he remember anything else about the man? Anything he was saying? Anything he was wearing? Oh, just big fancy city clothes. Because it was Lowen, mm. the big fancy city man. Is it as cut and dry as that? Lowen killed him. He had the opportunity during the time he was out. He had the ring when he was heading back. Jack Do says I... to you, I'm happy to bring him in if that's your word. Let's bring him in. All right. Bring Lowen in for some hardened interrogation. I want to bring the wife down. Okay. And the maid. Okay. Do they recognize this man as Lowen? Or do they recognize him as Davenheim? Huh? Maybe Davenheim killed Lowen and then pretended to be Lowen and left. Oh, know. okay. So you put them... I want to make sure that, they, that this is the man who turned up to their house. Okay. Yes, this is Lo- This uh, they, they confirm this is the man who came to their house. Okay, cool. Just want to get that... Yep, understood. <laughs> uh, I say, Mr. Lowen. So is this at the police station or do you want to take this to the sitting room at Clutterbuck where it's more <laughs> of a denouement? <laughs> I say, Mr. Lowen, mm. you arrived Saturday on the train and went directly to the mansion, did you not? That's right. To the estate. Now, it was uh, shortly before you arrived, according to Mrs. Davenheim, that you knocked on the door and were let in by the maid. Of course. Maid, is this how you remember it? I suppose so. And uh, and Mrs. Davenheim? Yes, that's What about right. you, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> this fits with everything I've been told. And the gardener? Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> and Billy, what do you think? <laughs> um, okay, wonderful. Now, you... I didn't see any of this. <laughs> He's still down the hall. <laughs> now, you then proceeded to, by your first account, stay in the study the entire time. Mm-hmm. However, well. we know for a fact by your admission, as well as the gardener's eyes, as well as the maids, that you were out of the study, walking around the garden. I did take a moment to go to the rose bushes. He had an accent as well, didn't he? I did take a moment to go. No. I did take a moment. I did take a moment well, to go. I did take go. a moment to go to the rose bushes, of course. I, I love roses. They were looking roses. beautiful this I, season. I find them wonderful. <laughs> they, smell, they smell lovely. In fact, my daughter, I have a daughter, you know, she won Best Rose in Show Fine. at the you Lily Hammer. Okay, I'll do the day. Uh, and now, did you did you murder him? Well, of course I murdered him. I murdered him good and proper. <laughs> You've caught me fair and square. My, you are a smart detective. Is that how it goes? No. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, say, I say, well, also, oh, before I continue asking, does Lowen have a rash? No. 
How long were you? How long were you out by the roses? Did the maid? Maid. Did you see him at the roses for some time, or did you leave oh, before he no, went back inside? Oh no, he he was heading back towards the study. When and what I a saw time him. was that? Uh, must have been about half an hour after he arrived. Interesting, interesting. But if the gardener does leave at around six, he saw this man leaving to go to the garden, didn't he? The gardener saw him going out of the house towards the garden. Yes, that's right. Would have been before six. So that's a, got some got some time mm. there. If the time of course the gardener may have stayed late, which is interesting in and of itself. Mm. But either way, you had the time to find Davenheim. Why could no one know where Davenheim was? When I, did you when did you kill Davenheim, Mr. Lowen? I did no such thing. And as for for your information, I was out by those roses for no more than one minute. 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 That's right. Which makes sense, I suppose, if the gardener stayed late. You know, if this is like 6.15, gardener's a bit late, he sees him come, go out and then he goes back in when the maid sees him. Well, fif- 15 minutes late or so might be pushing it. I don't, I, I, like, I don't normally stay that much later than 6 o'clock. Then, Mr. Lowen, where else were you when you were outside? If, 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 sure, maybe you were by the roses for only a minute. But for the rest of that time, were you murdering somebody, throwing his clothes in the lake, dumping his body into a kiln, realising he had a ring, taking the ring yourself, putting it in your pocket, walking back to the train station, then throwing it out of your pocket when you realised it was incriminating evidence? That's preposterous. Damn. (laughs) None of that's true. Why did you... What's this about a ring? The ring that you found in your pocket and threw... Onto the into a ditch. What are you talking about? When did this happen? Bring in Billy Kellett. Sorry, we don't know he's in jail. Oh, let's go to the jail. <laughs> Billy, do you uh, recognise this man? Are these his fancy city clothes? This isn't how things work. You can't just take a party into the cell. <laughs> Fine. Uh, um. Then like you know, he's he's in isolation now. This Billy Kellett man. <laughs> Then, uh, Jap can be your interim dude. Ah. Take it back to the mansion. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the mansion. Oh. But I don't have anything to do anymore with. I'm just winging it. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it goes. Lowen. Yes. You've had bad business with Blonkus before, with David Davenheim before, haven't you? Well, I wouldn't say that. Yes, you did. You did say that. I think uh, it came out rather well. Well, then why has Davenheim been doing so well lately, buying his wife so many extravagant gifts? I suppose he's been doing better than when we last interacted. And when was that? <sighs> Seven years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, probably then. <laughs> um... <laughs> We're not young men. Ah! How do you solve murders? <laughs> Did you do it? <laughs> Jap leans over to you and says, Look, Please, give me some hints, Jap. I'm not a good detective. I suppose it's fair that like, he's denying this whole train station thing. I mean, a character like Billy Kellett's word won't hold for much in court. It's a bit of a shady sort of figure. Apparently last autumn he spent three months in jail for literally stealing a watch off, a man, off an old man's wrist. So this whole finding a ring in the gutter story might be complete codswallop. <sighs> Well, that doesn't help me. I need someone to tell the truth or I've got nothing to go on. Is Davenheim even a, a per- Did he ever exist at all? <laughs> Is everybody lying to me? 
There's every. They just make this all up as a test. That's it. I turned to Jab. I said, Davenheim never existed. Boom. Kobe Ashimaru solved. There's nothing like Kobe Ashimaru. Ah! I don't know what to do. I don't know. I know nothing. I know nothing. I've got no. I, I know a person might, might be dead. All right. How about, since this is going to be our sitting room denouement sort of thing. Sure. How about we go through some of the bits and pieces that we have? So, first of all, what do we think happened to Mr. Davenheim from his movements? So. He left the house. He arrived in town. Yep. Didn't do anything. I have no idea what he did all day. No one's told me anything yeah, about what he, he did. He had lunch all day. and then wandered around the garden. Wandered around apparently. the garden. Came back in, had tea. Came back in, said he had letters to deliver mm-hmm. in town. Left at 5.30. He's told his wife to expect someone. Mm-hmm. So he knew Lowen was coming. Mm-hmm. He told her specifically to expect Lowen. Yes. Not a surprise. Correct. 15 minutes later, Lowen turns up. Yes. Goes out to the garden, goes back inside, leaves an hour later. Supposedly from the study, yeah. Nobody has seen Davenheim. He doesn't get to town because he doesn't deliver the letters, if mm-hmm. he had letters at all to yep. deliver. No one seems to have seen him go. Mm. And then we find his clothes in the lake. Indeed. And also at some point somebody stole some jewels from the study. And I keep forgetting this because because it makes no sense. Yeah. So what do you think happened, Davenheim, between leaving the house and apparently ending up in a lime kiln? I don't know. Hmm. If Lowen did it, it would have had to happen immediately. Like, out of the house, boom, dead, gone. Into yeah. The Lowen wouldn't have had time to do anything about it before, like kill him and then arrive, because it was 15 minutes later. And not only that, like as far as we know, those two didn't even... Hate each other. Well, well maybe they did. I mean, maybe Davenheim had a bit of a grudge against Lowen, yeah, but... Yeah, but Lowen doesn't seem to care about Davenheim. No, exactly. He always beat him. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Lowen is competing with him about this job coming up in Buenos Aires. So maybe he killed him to get rid of the competition? But again, I don't know how he killed him. Mm. So. Don't even have a body. Yeah, so somehow Davenheim had to have been killed, taken to the lake-ish area. Yes, but without being seen by the gardener unless the gardener is in on it and lying. Mm. But the gardener doesn't seem to hate him. Okay. And he pays the gardener's wage, so it seems weird to kill him. Cool. So the gardener has no motive. All right, so that's where we are so far. Back to motives. Out of the people we know. Gardner, you're right, doesn't no, seem to have a no motive. motive. Maid? I don't know much about the maids. She just seems to be a maid. Yep, fair enough. Doesn't seem to have any motive. Mrs. Again. Well, she's so obsessed with the gifts that he is giving her. It seems weird to kill him when there's no profit in it for her. Mm. Um, she doesn't seem to like him that much. Yeah, there's a bit of distance there. But, she, again, why would she kill him when she could just... Unless there's a... Is there a huge life insurance policy out on him or something, or... Probably nothing out of the ordinary. No, right? So it doesn't seem... All right. So... Cool. So, yeah, that means opportunity and motive are all a bit funny. Yeah. And then you've got the breaking into the safe thing. You can go for motive for that, as obvious. There was a lot of expensive stuff in there. Yeah. So motive is easy enough. What about means and opportunity for that? Well, Lowen had the opportunity... Completely, hundred percent, because he could have, because he was in there unsupervised for one hour. True, 
Which only makes sense if he also killed Loan, because otherwise he wouldn't have known that he was going to be alone in there. And also remember, this was broken into with tools. Would he have just brought lock no. breaking, like safe cracking tools with him? Did Billy Kellett have the tools? Funny. But then he would have he wouldn't have just pawned a single ring. Hmm. And he's now been arrested and he didn't have all the jewels yeah. on him. So it's not him. Could it be the maid? We know the maid the maid did see from the windows, she knew that he was not in the study. Mm. So she knew the study was unattended. But she'd also, why choose now when there's a person who you know is coming back? It doesn't make any sense. True. Figure you'd check it out any other time. The gardener, he saw that there was someone outside of the study. He could have gone in. All right. When so... the maid saw a man going back in, did she know it was Lowen? Yes, she okay. will confirm that it was Lowen. So then, what you've also got... Is extra little funny details. The poison ivy. He had a rash, but there's no poison ivy and no one else gets a rash. Mm -hmm. So he's allergic to something or he has some kind of disease. Yeah, something is giving him a face rash. I don't know enough about what gives face rashes. Yeah. What other little tidbits are there? The the wife and the husband are not sleeping Mm -hmm. together anymore. They're in separate rooms. How long has that been the case? Since winter. All right. Which fits with the... I mean, if it is just because of the rash, I can imagine the rash being a thing that happens in spring. Hmm. Like, we know salmon is off in Manchester for some reason. Mm. I really, I have nothing on the salmon side other than yep, the fact that he's cool. business is business. Um, Think about Billy sold his thing on Saturday evening, mm-hmm. which means he would have, if he's dead, he died that day. Mm-hmm. He didn't, like, die on the Sunday or the Monday or the whatever. Mm-hmm. If he's dead, he died on the Saturday because Billy has the ring on the Saturday. And then Salmon left on Monday or something. Mm-hmm. Do I have anything else that I know times of? Yes. Billy came back from the races, but that could have been at any point in the day. Except the sun was going down, so it was late. Do I know what time the sun went down? Like, does, that, does that make uh-huh. sense? No, okay. Um, I meant a longer timeline. Seven years ago, business started getting... No, no, seven seven years ago was the last time he and Lowen interacted. Mm. Business has been good for about seven years. I mean, since then it was adequate, but no, it was only in like last a couple, couple of years. recent years that but business is finally good. It seemed to do a good takeoff started, and Mrs. Davenheim started getting her presents. And yeah, and that's the only indication that business was better, that she got more stuff. Yeah. In the form of jewels. And that uh, Frink said that... Business was better. That since something... To do with Buenos Aires must have gone really well. Some big transaction must have happened. And now they're talking about another thing with Buenos Aires, which is what Lowen came down to talk about by his attestations. <laughs> but what does that mean? When was Buenos Aires? Last year. So yeah. the wife says things have been good for a few years. Frink says things have been good for a year. Since since he went to... Because he went to Argentina last year, right? Yeah. He went to Argentina in autumn. And then he came back and they've been in separate since then yes so he got remarried in argentina did anything else happen in autumn oh billy keller was arrested in autumn wasn't mm-hmm. he yes for the theft of a watch from an old man's wrist yes so billy keller is a, is a is a criminal so maybe he i mean so davenheim's just a jewel thief i don't <laughs> understand what does that mean billy keller was arrested in autumn and davenheim went to Argentina in autumn. Those two things seem to have 
no possible connection. Except for the fact that Billy Kellett is Davenheim. What are you talking about, Poirot? How could that make sense? Have you ever seen them in the same place at the same time? I mean, no, but why would I have? Exactly. Billy Kellett. Davenheim never went to Argentina. He was in jail in Argentina because he's actually Billy Kellett. Billy Kellett. Billy Kellett. Arrested. He wasn't in jail in Argentina. It was like Billy Kellett was in jail here. Exactly. You said he was in jail in Argentina. No, I'm saying he wasn't in Argentina. He was in jail here as Billy Kellett. Billy Kellett is his is his drunk alter ego. Which makes no sense because people know Billy Kellett and people also know Davenheim for some reason. How do people know Billy Kellett? I don't know. People just seem to know him in town. What? Oh, just well, I don't know. Trap was like, oh, I know him. He's well, yeah, of course. Jap knows him. He was arrested. He was in jail for three months. I bring, oh, but I can't bring the wife to Billy Kellett <laughs> for some reason. Billy Kellett is Davenheim. Why? Does I don't know why. Because he's a thief. Because he's a jewel thief. He's been stealing jewels. But he hasn't been stealing jewels. I know that he's been buying them. There's the receipt has yeah, been Yeah, with the there. money that he got from stealing a watch in Argentina. And other thefts. Stealing a watch in Argentina. <laughs> stealing, stealing a watch in town. I think you're mixing things up a bit. He never, okay, let's try this again. He never went to Argentina. When he said he was in Argentina, he was actually in jail for the theft of a watch that he stole off an old man. His business has not been going well. He just started stealing. Now, when he went to jail, he couldn't say, oh, I'm Davenheim. So he pretended to be a guy called Billy Kellett. And that's why he went to jail. Now, just recently, he was trying to get out of the whole thing for some reason. He wanted to escape, get rid of his life. So what he did was he threw his clothes in the in the lake to make it look like he was... Well, no, you know what? To make sure no one found him, just so he could throw him out. Didn't put on a suit because he didn't want to wear one of the suits that you would have for him. That would be obvious. He put on some old poor man clothes, left, made up a story about finding the ring from some guy who oh, I threw a ring to the... No, no. He was trying to make that seem like it was... Davenheim, but he's actually Lowen. Davenheim, or Lowen, either way. But so what he did was he sold the ring to the pawn shop to get a bit of money. He was going to skip town, but instead he got drunk, got arrested. Hmm. But what about the fact that they look nothing I mean, alike? Billy Kellett's some old bald man. Because he he got rid of the toupee that he wears, shaved his moustache, which everyone recognizes him by the moustache. He looks nothing like the picture because he got rid of the moustache that you described Davenheim as having. He got rid of his toupee or shaved his head which which uh you know and uh and uh now he's leaving and so, so no one could recognize him that's why no one recognized him as davenheim but i mean i don't know how that worked three months ago <gasps> yes i do the mustache has been fake the entire time stuck onto his face with glue that gives him a rash he's had a fake beard for some reason i don't know why he's been doing this just to live a double life Ah. He tore off the fake beard, or rather, he's wearing a fake beard now. He's wearing a fake beard now, right? As he must, because as as his normal person, he has rashes from the fake glue or from the moustache. <laughs> Either way, there's a fake beard somewhere being worn, and that gives him a rash. <laughs> All right, this has been an interesting matter, but I, <laughs> Inspector Jap. I'm going to look into this, and you know what? I'm going to make a special exception. Mrs. Lowen, Mrs. Davenheim, do you think you could come down to the police station and take a look at Billy Kellett? Yeah, because it's your husband. Loser. I did it. I solved the crime. Uh, <laughs> and they're all orangutans. Now, yep. 
Let's go through exactly what happened so you can yes, figure out the okay. best last move to make. So, you do get confirmation that it Mrs. Davenheim recognizes Billy Kellett as her husband, oh despite the full shaven face. <laughs> okay. Now, what's been happening is that for the last few years, he has indeed been buying jewels with money that he has been embezzling from his company. Ah, he hasn't just been doing a thieving thing. Okay, interesting. So he's been giving these jewels to his wife. But she hasn't been wearing them. They've just been sitting in a safe. Yes. Now, knowing that because of his embezzling, his company's collapse is, is going to happen kind of soon, he creates this second identity so he can escape to it to avoid his legal consequences. So last autumn, shaved his hair, shaved his moustache, and became Billy Kellett. He told everyone that he was going to Buenos Aires to conduct some really promising business, and then he deliberately got himself arrested with such a stupid ploy as stealing a watch off an old man's wrist so that his new identity could be a bit better known. Yeah. Then, after walking across his estate to the nearby boathouse, being seen by the gardener, who wasn't sure from that distance who it was. Yeah, of course. Could have been either one. I mean, he did think that it was Davenheim. Yeah. He he walked like Davenheim. Mm. Um, he stashed some of his ragged clothing in that boathouse. I knew there was a clothing stash in there. Mm. Threw his suit into the lake. And then he pawned his own ring and once again got himself deliberately thrown in jail when no one would think to look for him. The safe business was actually conducted a bit earlier in the day rather than later. And they were getting stashed probably somewhere along the road. He might have to take a look for them. Possibly, no, probably not in the lime kiln. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so he stole from his own safe, making it look like a break-in, so that he would have the money around to start his new life when he needed it after he was released from jail. Didn't want any of the stuff on it. Yeah, of course. So the jewels and things. Yep, all taken, all hidden away somewhere for now, just for a few solid days. And just for fun, he decided to invite Mr. Lowen over and frame him. Yeah, because of and his tell old this, crime. And tell this old. story about, uh, as Billy yes. Kellett, about yeah. how the ring w got into his possession. That butt. Now, the real thing that you should do is send a messenger straight up to Manchester. To tell Salmon? To tell Salmon that his business partner has been destroying their business from the inside. Yeah, I'll send that. Chap, <laughs> organise a courier. You find out that that's exactly what he's been doing in Manchester. He's been trying to figure out a bit of an anomaly that's been going on with some of Makes their finances. Makes sense if they've been embezzling. Uh. Oh, cool. All right. Bloody Billy Kellett. Never trust a man named Billy. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Well, that was more satisfying than the orangutan ending. <laughs> Maybe. Although I did enjoy that. Uh, <sighs> I knew he was someone. I knew there was some identity theft yeah. change somewhere. And look, you did ask if Billy Kellett had a rash. He probably would have had it been the day that he made the swap, but it had been like four or five days since then yeah, where he hadn't enough. needed to wear the glue. That would make sense. Oh, wow, awesome. I love it. <laughs> well, I did it. It took me way too Ooh. long. Uh... Yeah, way too long. <laughs> two parts, two hours. Uh, but I did it. 
uh, I look. I don't know. For people listening at home, you maybe you were shouting at me. Is Billy Cannon ask about this? I really got stuck on how to ask and what to do. Yeah, and... or maybe it's just a matter of converting detective stories where the detective is smart. Is it's hard, just but I'm always not that knows the right question to ask. It's interesting, but I'm really excited to do more of these mm. and get better at asking the right questions. Right? This is a skill set I want to work on. Mm. This is really cool. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.